Hi everyone, Jill D'Arpino with AftermathOfSuicide.com. It's been a little while since I um, checked in to record something. So, and uh, like everybody, right? It's just been just chaos. Chaos uh, seems to be everywhere. But I wanted to read an article that I came across that because of losing my son to suicide, this is so near and dear to me that it, it, not only is it disheartening, but it, um, it just breaks my heart that this stuff is going on. And we know it is. We, you know, we hear it. People know that, you know, suicide, teens and suicide is, is up, and it's the second leading cause between the age of 15 and 24 is suicide. But I'm going to read this article to you, and those of you that have teens, or even don't, just to learn about mental illness and to be aware of, you know, your children. You remember back when we were in grade school, especially middle school and high school. Our friends were our life. I mean, you know, you, you, you took us being able to talk on the phone at home. Of course, back then we didn't have cell phones. But we were like, we wanted, oh my God, it was the end of the world. And that's what's happened to so many of these kids last year between, you know, school shutdowns. They couldn't even go see each other at their homes. Boyfriends, girlfriends, they couldn't see them. I mean, this is serious stuff. And you, you, you understand what it was like back then for you. And especially... You know, hormones are raging at that age, so they are very volatile. And so um, stay with me for a little bit. It's not a long article, but I do want to read this, and I hope that you take this to heart. Those of you parents out there that have teens, please, I implore you to check your children's rooms. Remember, their bedroom is in your house. It's your house. You have the right to go through their drawers, check underneath, inside shoes, boots, anywhere you could think of. Um, the hem in a curtain, okay? The hem in a curtain, somebody found a joint stuck between there. So I'm just saying, you have to be very creative in looking. Um, and when they say they're gonna stay at someone's house, please make sure you speak to a parent there and make sure that that parent knows your child is coming over and that they're going to be home, not out of town. So a lot of these kids just, oh, I'm going to go to sleep over, you know, Sarah's, okay, bye. And the parents don't even know that Sarah's mom and dad aren't even home, okay? And the girl, their daughter, wasn't even going to Sarah's. She was going over to some guy's house. So this happens all the time. And I just want you to be, be, you know, open your eyes, open your mind to this stuff. It happens, okay? People think none of this stuff happens with their kids. Guess what? I never thought my son would take his life. So Beth Palmer was 17 and dreaming of becoming a singer in March of 2020 when the United Kingdom went into lockdown because of COVID-19. One month later, 
she was dead. She was a wonderful, wonderful daughter. She was just funny. She lit up the room, said Mike Palmer, Beth's father. She was so affectionate and loving as well. She basically had the world at her feet. She had everything, everything to live for. Palmer didn't die of COVID-19. She took her own life. An inspiring singer and vocal student at the Access Creative College in Manchester, Palmer crumbled in isolation. Her family states that she previously showed no signs of struggling with her mental health. However, she claimed the mandated stay-at-home order felt like centuries. She couldn't finish college. She couldn't go out and see her friends. She felt as though this three-month lockdown was to her 300 years, said her father. Unable to finish college, see her friends, or pursue her passion, the usually vivacious and affectionate Palmer became obsessive in her fear that the lockdown would never end. In the weeks following her death, Palmer's family spoke out on the implications of the stay-at-home order and to warn parents of the struggles their children might be facing, saying no one should feel isolated enough to do this. Tragically, new government data shows her death is part of a global trend of teens seeking to escape the toll of government lockdown. God. Newly released data from the U.S. Center of Disease Control and Prevention reveal a surge in self-harm and hospitalization from poor mental health among teens in 2020. Overall, the number of psychiatric-related hospital visits among young people increased 31% last year. For young women like her, this number was far more grievous. Suspected suicide attempts in girls increased 50% compared to the 3.7% increase in young men. As the report concludes, the implications of lockdowns, such as physical distancing, barriers to mental health, treatment, increases in substance use, and anxiety about family health and economic problems, all particularly affected children contributing to a widespread increase in suicidal thoughts. A, re a recent Wall Street Journal article complete, completes the picture painted by the CDC, revealing that in California, teenage suicide increased 24%, leading to 134 deaths in 2020. In contrast, only 23 California minors died of COVID-19. Specifically in Oakland, I'm from the Bay Area, so I, I know exactly where Oakland is. It's Northern Cal. Nor uh, Oakland hospitals saw a 66% increase in teenagers screening positive for suicidal ideation between March and October of 2020. What suicidal ideation means is you have thoughts of killing yourself. Now there's passive and there's active. Passive suicidal ideation is where you wish you were dead. You wish you wouldn't wake up tomorrow. But active is where you actually have a plan. You have a plan how you're going to, uh, you know, take your life. You have a date. You have how you're going to do it. That's the difference between the two. In light of these alarming numbers, California public health officials are finally beginning to speak out about this issue. For more than a year, while mental illness and suicide skyrocketed, these same politicians and health experts continuously disagreed valid concerns over the dire implications of lockdowns. It's clear that though they 
weren't generally at risk for COVID, young people such as her were a high suicide risk group and the government failed to pay attention. Oh God, the surge in teen suicide is just one example of collateral damage from lockdowns. Others include surges in child poverty, drug overdoses and unemployment, as well as sharp decline in cancer screenings and should come as no surprise. In April of 2020, the Psychiatric published a report on the po possible consequences of quarantine orders, stating that while they might help quell new infections, the potential for adverse outcomes on suicide risk is high. Amid the, the warnings, public health officials pressed on, believing their policies would protect people from COVID-19. An abundance of evidence, however, suggests these efforts failed. The road to hell, they say, is paved with good intentions and for good reason. The world is complex and efforts to reshape it often achieved results other than that which was attend intended. That's precisely why this teacher taught about the importance of exercising restraint and foresight while implementing policy so that we don't pursue a small present good which will be followed by a great evil to come. This was something governments didn't do in 2020. Beth Palmer had a promising life ahead of her. She and the other teenagers who struggled to cope with state-enforced isolation deserved better. So let's at least learn something from the brutal experience of lockdowns. So I hope that you heed that warning for those of you that have children and don't quite get it how anybody could just take their life because they can't see their friends. It's much more than that. You know, and if that's how you're thinking, I hate to say this, but you need help. You need to go and get counseling to understand what children today go through, not back when you were a kid, because things have changed. Some of it might be the same, but not all of it. It's much worse today. You've got drugs higher than ever. You know, you've got sexual diseases, unwanted pregnancies, and the bullying, the bullying years ago is nothing like it is today, which as you know, many of those that were bullied take their life. So please, if you're a parent of a teenage child or a troubled child, please, 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 I beg you to get them to see someone or talk to someone or sit down and, you know, just talk with you where it's a quiet space without forcing them to talk. Um, but please don't take away their phone if that is their only source of, you know, public anything, you know, any way that they can reach their friends. Please don't ground them from their phone. You know, you could take away the computer, um, which I believe that should be limited, by the way, with so much of the internet and dark web and all the crap that's on there. Uh, so if you would like to um, be a guest speaker on my my podcast, please reach out to me at jill at aftermathofsuicide.com. And I urge you for those that do have 
teens, troubled teen, teens, a child that's troubled. My six was, uh, my son was depressed at the age of six, and no one would think a child could be depressed at six. So please go to my website. Um, I wrote a book called Overcoming a Life Destroyed, The Devastating Impact of Mental Illness, How It Took My Son's Life and Almost Mine. In that book, I talk about signs of depression in children. I talk about mental illness, not just a suicide law survivor, but I talk about my darkness, how I spiraled and how I made it out. Uh, I had passive suicidal ideation, so I get what that feels like to want to die. The difference was I wasn't going to take my life. Um, all of the proceeds goes to Wounded Warrior Project and Tunnel to Towers, which helps our veterans. They need so much help, guys. For only $17.95, free shipping in the U.S., I make no money on it. Please I urge you to go help our veterans, go to my website and purchase the book. Um, I want to thank my sponsor before I forget. My sponsor, couple of them, Joe with clearpaththinking.com is a great resource to reach out to if you are struggling with trying to figure out where your life is headed next. You've lost your career. You've lost, your company is even closed up never to return. Um, you have to move out of the city, leave your friends, leave your family. That's, that's you know, traumatizing for a lot of people. And Joe is great at life skills, life coaching. Um, he's just great to talk to, very warm. So clearpaththinking.com. And um, oh, this is terrible. I always do this. Alter New Media. I've used Nadia for my marketing. She's wonderful. Great company. AlterNewMedia.com. They do all types of marketing. Um, and please reach out to her if you should need um, their service. But let me go back real quick to this topic. I, I can't say this enough coming from a mother who has lost a son to suicide. Now, my son didn't live through the lockdown of COVID, but believe you me, I understand myself as a teenager what it was like when I was grounded from my friends for a weekend. Forget friggin' six months, three months, a weekend, okay? I wanted to die. That was like a lifetime. So taking away all of that for these kids especially the young ones, the little ones. It's hard for them to understand why they can't play with their friends. You know, um, and to them, that's their whole life is playing, is socializing. They love that. That's, that's number one over us, okay? Not that they don't love us, but socializing, socializing becomes more a priority than just hanging around your family. So please, I, I can't say this enough. I urge you to check on your children's rooms when they're not home. Look through things. If they have a journal, read it. Okay? You owe it to yourself as a parent to read that 
I'm not saying you have to speak up to them about anything you read in there. Unless it's self-harming, you don't have to say a word. I wouldn't say anything. But I would need to check because I don't know that my daughter isn't in cahoots with a group that, you know, they're all going to take their life on this certain day. Um, and I had a, a friend whose daughter actually was planning that um, January, right before COVID. Her and three other girls in high school had this pack, this pact to make, to get together and take their lives. And I am so glad that she caught that in time. So it's important for you to read a journal, read their diaries, go through things. You do not want to be burying your child. There is no greater loss. So I'm going to sign off now. Again, if you have any questions for me, I'd be happy to answer them. Jill at aftermathofsuicide.com. Please be kind to yourself and be kind to people. Take care.